storm. What? Yes, I heard you the first time. If you weren't so focused on your food, you could have helped me grab my papers before a whole stack flew out the window. Ah, weeks of work gone. Oh, and my ink is spilt all over another stack. This will take days for you to clean up. What? 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 You hear something? Oh, could it be? You hear the immense mess that lays before us? Is it calling you? Does it say, clean me up? No? Well, you must listen closer. Here, let's try. Ah! Uh, what was that? A mess can't talk. Can it? There it is again. Uh, hello? Is it coming from over there? Time again to let me know. Oh, this place is such a mess. That storm wreaked a real havoc in here. Will you be quiet? I can't hear our guest. Listen here. One more peep out of you and your food. Oh, I think... Yes. I think it's behind the wardrobe. I'm coming, little one. Oh, what's inside this thing? What? Ow! Oh, I bet you're sorry. Yes, yes, I'm coming. Here. One more big push should do it. Ah, there. How did you end up back here? Must have been thrown in here by the storm. Well, the window was open for some time, so yes, I would say it's possible. I don't know about weather patterns, but how would you say they arrived, hmm? No answer? Didn't think so. Oh, I'm sorry, little one. Here, let me get you up and cleaned off. I always keep a clean cloth with me. Ink spills are no laughing matter. Think nothing of it. Uh, let's bring you up by the fire. All right, all right, I'll ask. What is your name, little one? Well, well, that makes sense. Of course you didn't hear. Their name is Music Box. And I said that makes sense since it's a music... <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of you at this moment. There we go. I'll put you on the fire table. Uh, you'll have to excuse the mess. It's usually not in this state. Now, let me introduce myself. I am the Loremaster. I'm the caretakers of the stories that come from all across the land. There are many like me, each caring for their part of the world. You have found yourself in mine. I write down my learnings and archive them in a safe place. Most of them stay here until they are taken away. <sighs> I have been here for quite some time. I'm not that old! <clears throat> yes, well, where was I? Oh, right. I am the Lore Master. Have I? Oh, I do apologize. 
Oh, that's Nyx. A rather annoying owl, if you ask me. So, Music Box, now that we have that out of the way, what brings you here? Other than the winds from the storm. I hope I do not come across as rude, but how do you move about? Ah, I see. Travelers carry you. And tell you stories. You have how many? Well, what a stroke of luck! Are you able to share them with me? Do you hear that, Nix? What a splendid discovery! <laughs> yes, stay as long as you like. Please, and make yourself at home. Oh, what a lovely, lovely day. Oh, no, no, no. We'll deal with that tomorrow. I wonder, my new friend, would you by chance be willing to tell us a story now? How magnificent! Of course, of course. Just wind you up here. Whenever you are ready. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there was a small village. The people of this village enjoyed the lives that they lived and the work that they did. Walking down their streets each and every day, talking amongst each other. Beautiful day. One would say, The sun shining as bright as ever. Another replies, And who could ask for a better life? Now, if you were to follow one of these streets, make a left at the alley and pass under the Stoneway Arch, weaving your way through the crowds of people, you would come to a little house. And if you open the door, it would lead to a wonderful home. And in this home lived a little girl. This is where our story begins. The Little Girl and the Dragon, Part 1. The little girl would wake up every morning and walk down to the kitchen, where her mother and father would be making breakfast. Her father was a storyteller, spinning such tales for the town that he had become a local legend. The people would speak of his stories for weeks after they were told, filling the town with a constant buzz of excitement. Her mother was a retired adventurer, a hero of the realm, and who the stories were based on. In her retirement, she had taken up the role of teacher. She filled the children with knowledge. Knowledge of how the world worked, why things did what they did, and they loved her for it. The little girl's parents loved their child very much, just as yours or mine loves you or I. At night, they would lay in bed beside her and fill her head with stories. Stories of great adventures, journeys to the unexplored world, of magic, of love, dragons and trolls, heroes of old, and much more. And as her eyes grew heavy, her parents would lean in and say, 
One day you'll have your own tales. Adventures you can't even imagine. And as she fell asleep, her dreams were full of far-off places and a hope that one day she would see them all. This would carry on day by day, month by month, and year by year. She would play in the market square with the other children, but more times than not, she caught herself looking at the mountains in the distance, and all those wonderful adventures would play in her head, and she yearned to see what was on the other side. Each day, this feeling grew stronger. She would walk to the edge of the village before supper, braving to go one step further than the night before. Then, with a quick smile, she would return home, only to dream of what lay ahead. Until one night, the little girl woke from her sleep with a start, her feet pulling her from her bed. She quickly dressed herself and grabbed her pack. Excitement felt like it would burst out of her chest, growing with each passing step. She leaped down the stairs, where her mother and father stood bravely beside the door, a sad smile between them. She met their eyes with a sudden realization. Her mother leaned down and kissed her on the cheek, followed by the greatest hug her father could muster as though he saved it for this moment. Will I find my way home? Oh, my love, you only have to follow your heart. It will show you the way. Listen to it, and you'll find your way home. But for now, go over the mountains, find your adventures, and see the world. When you return, you'll tell me your stories. I can't wait for that. We will always be with you. With a few more additions to her pack and a couple of kisses and hugs, they opened the door. The first step the little girl took started her on an adventure of a lifetime. Mountains loomed in the distance. With the wind at her back, she took one step after another, and soon the village faded behind her. And as she walked, the world around her seemed to change. The trees were taller, the wind faster, and the smells new. A road soon appeared crossing her path. With no real plan, she followed it. It has to lead somewhere, she thought and was correct in her thinking. Roads are an excellent way to start one's journey. They provide a wonderful opportunity to set off on the right foot. To keep herself entertained, she would tell the stories of her father whilst acting out the scenes as her mother, the greatest adventurer she knew. Who better to have at your side? The night was growing colder, and her first stretch of adventuring was winding down. 
Up ahead, she could hear the faint sound of music. And could that be? A party? Soon enough, another village came to view, and it appeared the lovely melodies were coming from there. The little girl was quite tired and the party sounded inviting. Deciding that this was indeed a good time to stop, she approached the gate and met the two guards stationed outside. What do we have here? Out for a little stroll? Blasted helmet! (laughs) I'm off to see the world! But I think I've done all I can for today, and I'm rather tired. World's a big place. I I bet you're a bit hungry, huh? Bob, how about we get you a nice bowl of stew? Would you like that? Bob? How about a fire? I myself love a good fire. Beautiful thing that is. Bob? Oh, those feet. They don't look so good. But you can put those up for a while. That would be lovely, that would. I quite like putting my feet up after a long day's work. So you just follow me. Bob, we have a job to do. But we can't just let anyone come into our village. But she's just a little girl. Little girl or not, there are rules in place. Rules? What rules? You told me to stand here and watch. For strangers. Oh, strangers. What? What's that? She's a stranger. But, but, but she's just a little girl. And she's so tired. Oh, oh, and you picked such a lovely night to come. There's a storyteller here. Oh, Bob, we've got to let her in now. Oh, well, uh, well, fine. When you're ready, go to the inn and tell them Bob sent you. They'll set you up right nice. You have a wonderful night. Entering the village, she was met by the overwhelming sight of the festivities. People were laughing, dancing, singing, and of course, eating. And the food, oh, it smelled tasty. So tasty that it made her stomach growl. But what caught her attention was a man in the square dancing around a great bonfire, playing the fiddle as he did, jumping from spot to spot, flipping this way and that, and with each movement, the crowd would cheer. He seemed to be controlling the fire with the fiddle. Every time he played a note, the flames would dance and jump. As she moved closer, she was convinced there was a shape moving within, and upon further inspection, she was right. A lion's head made of ash and embers was roaring from within the inferno, chasing the man, reaching out at him with its fiery paws as he danced around. The fiddle played faster and faster. The crowd loved it, cheering from their seats. The flames and the music were entrancing. Enough so, the little girl did not realize she was moving closer to the center. The sound of the crowd seemed to fade away. The blazing lion was all she could focus on, with the distant sound of the fiddle enticing it. The flames would rise and fall with the lion's head. Sparks leaped from its paws. So captivated by the sight, she did not notice that the gaze of the lion was no longer on the man, but her. With great speed, the creature lunged at her. And as quick as it happened, it ended. The music stopped. The fire was calm once more. 
the crowd silent. She stood paralyzed, slowly looking up to the man with the fiddle, who was staring at her. His eyes were hidden under his gray cloak. Hanging from his neck was a silver chain with two small wings wrapping themselves around a vial of ash. Slowly, the man brought the fiddle to his chin and resumed playing. This time, the tune was of a slower nature, sadder, yet it was still far away. The fire swayed back and forth, ever so softly, and as she peered into the flames which moments ago held a ferocious lion, now formed a dancing fairy, wrapping her body like silk. The man and the fairy moved alike. Where he turned, she turned. When she twirled, he followed. It's hard to say who was leading who, but the crowd did not seem to care. The little girl found a seat, and with her feet up and resting, she watched the storyteller and the fairy dance. After what seemed like an entire night had passed, the man had stopped playing and sat down at the edge of the fire, his fiddle on his lap. The fairy reached out and caressed his cheek for a moment, then faded into flames, leaving him looking in. Is he all right? She left her seat and approached, sitting next to the man, staring into the embers with him. What is your question? Why do you look so sad? (laughs) The man laughed. I am not sad, little one. I am just in thought. Why? Because that is what people like me do. We stare off and think. Sometimes of nothing. Sometimes of everything. People like you? Storytellers. Oh, my father is a storyteller. Really? Is he on the road often? Oh, not anymore. Ever since my mother retired from adventuring, they both stay in the village now. Oh, good for them. A lucky pair, no doubt. But that appears not to be your only question. She looked to the fiddle in his lap. Ah, this. My magic. Magic? How I tell my stories. You see some storytellers use their words. Others use pictures that they draw or paint to share their stories. I use music, but each has its own magic and as storytellers we must find it. If we truly want to call ourselves storytellers. There is magic in everything, little one. You just have to know where to look. How? Will I know? Oh, well, that is for each one of us to discover. 
But your minds must be open to those sorts of things. Here, let me see your eyes. Her eyes, she thought. No one had ever asked to see her eyes. What was so special about them? What was so special about eyes at all? But she turned and looked into his. Hmm. In one eye, I see a wanderer. I see a daydreamer, an innocence. In the other, I see a thirst for adventure and exploration. Someone who wants to see what lies beyond the horizon to find out the secrets that this world holds so dear. You have the eyes where our stories come from. The little girl was confused. How could eyes show all those things? They're just eyes. No, no. They are so much more than that. Here, look into mine and tell me what you see. She met his gaze, not knowing what to expect. The eyes staring back at her were gray with a hint of blue. That was all she saw. Look deeper. Focusing with all her might, shapes slowly appeared behind them as if covered in mist. She saw great mountains, the darkest forests, frightening beasts and long roads, great ships sailing the ocean blue. She heard the laughter and tears of villagers. She heard silence and then the roar of a great crowd. She saw sadness and excitement. She saw fear and she saw love. Do you see? The little girl nodded. Good. The storyteller blinked, slowly stood up and turned to walk away. There is a great world out there. All you have to do is find it. But watch your step. For all the beauty that it holds, there is darkness to match. Good night. And as he walked into the night, she was left with that thought. But she was tired, hungry, and her feet still sore. Remembering what the guards had said about an inn, she set off. She was given a warm meal and a soft bed, and as she went to sleep, the sound of a fiddle playing in the distance could be heard. This episode was brought to you by Voxstoria. If you have a second, please leave a review. It helps us out. Remember, where wondrous stories are told, marvelous adventures begin to unfold. Until next time.